On this episode of A Soul's Quest podcast, Omar and I are discussing the importance of understanding empathy and how it relates to our quest. Stay tuned. So in today's episode, I mean, we want to talk about empathy, right? And understanding the difference between empathy and sympathy, which is two different things. So how do we arrive at building that mm-hmm. a little bit more? But I want to start this episode uh, by reading a quote. Okay. I think that it's it's really uh, kind of like foundational for what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it goes like this. I think we all have empathy. We may not have the courage to display it. Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with that quote in mind, and with that thought in mind, what is empathy as opposed to sympathy? So I think people. So Maya Angelou said that I think we all have empathy, but we don't have the courage to display it. Right. Mm-hmm. So for people who understand what empathy is, mm-hmm. um, and and the differences between empathy and sympathy, I think it's easier to show it but it still takes a lot of vulnerability to show empathy. Okay. So I, um, I'm, I'm, I love Brene Brown. I think I've talked about her on um, mm-hmm. this season and whatnot. And she's really famous for, she's done research on shame. Okay. And oh, shame. Um, she, yeah, on shame. And she's ashamed. She's done tons of stuff, but she talks about empathy and sympathy. And she gives like a really good definition of um, the differences between empathy and Sympathy, and mm-hmm. that is that empathy fuels connection, okay, and em- sympathy drives disconnection. Okay, okay. So what what does she mean by that? It what she means is that it's it's pretty simple. Empathy is being able to feel with another person. Okay, feel with them, not feel for them. Mm. Okay, so she gives this really good. Um, a story it's like a really good analogy because i'm a visual person and you can like search it on youtube and um she has this like character cartoons and whatever and she shows this one character in this pit Mm -hmm. right and um another character at the top of the pit and sympathy is the person at the top of the pit or the character at the top of the pit saying hey yo you're all right down there. <laughs> you need a sandwich. What, what? Okay. I see that. Good. Okay. Whatever. Right. You just like, I, at least, you know, at least you're, at least you got food. At mm-hmm. least you know, whatever. Okay. And a lot of times when we're talking to people, we tend to have that. Well, it, well, at least you have your, your dad or you have your brother to, to help you with that. Or at least you have a car yeah. or at least empathy doesn't start with at least so what how does how does empathy start empathy right? starts with being the character at the top of that dark pit with this other person so you're the person in the dark pit mm-hmm. you you're going through a really dark experience you're you're having a really difficult time and for me to approach you and say like in this in this in this video she shows the character getting a ladder putting it on this thing and climbing down into that pit mm-hmm. of darkness with okay. that person and saying hey i'm here with you i feel you and and i'm 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 going to be here with you through it 
You know what I mean? And so the difference between that is the person at the top going, yo, I'll send you down a sandwich. You know, you can be all right. You got this. You you got this. Don't, you know, whatever. At least, or I'm here with you. I feel you. And and I understand what you're going through. I'm I'm here with you. This reminds me of two things, right? I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm trying to to really understand this as well. Uh, The first thing that it reminds me of, and I talked about it in a previous episode, uh, the idea of sympathy is what you see happening, like, for instance, in places like Haiti and third world countries that are affected by a thing in which you have these NGOs, um, you know, collecting money, but the money doesn't really go into those people or... They, they go in there and they destroy the native the native um, industries um, just to f- by flooding it with stuff just because they feel like they they feel sympathetic to the plight of those individuals yeah, I feel that's, sorry for them you feel sorry for mm-hmm. them you know it's like the same thing with you know um, the the, the tro- toy drives for young for poor people mm-hmm. or the turkey giving it's like you feel sympathy which is in and of itself is not a negative Mm -hmm. i think those are really great things to do i don't want to take away from those things and and i know that there you have those uh places that don't don't put the money where it needs to go and so on and so forth i think people need clothing they need Mm -hmm. help they need a handout you know but sympathy is is that is okay here you go next you know but what what empathy is people people don't need people to feel sorry for them they need connection they need connection yeah and empathy is about connection the other part about empathy that it reminds me of it reminds me of that movie what dreams may come right when robert williams goes into the pits of hell mm-hmm. to save his wife mm-hmm. um but something that happens in there and and I, and, and what, this is one of the questions that i wanted to ask you because like in that movie he went down to that pit like you mentioned Mm-hmm. But there was a moment in which he began to feel stuck in there. Mm-hmm. So how does one become empathetic mm-hmm. without being stuck in that hell or in that pit mm-hmm. that that person is in? And that's a great question. So whenever you're being, and, and I'm, I'm not going to say that I have the right answer, mm-hmm. but when I think about that, you first of all, when you're you're showing empathy with somebody, again, it's not starting with at least you know, at least because you're not feeling sorry for, you're not, you're not showing, you're minimizing, yeah, you're, you're minimizing, minimizing their pain. Through, yeah. But what you need to do as the person that's being empath- empathic is you need to become vulnerable to say, mm-hmm. I understand what you're going through. For example, somebody gets their car repoed, right? They, they can't pay for their car anymore. They they're going through it financially. Mm-hmm. I can honestly say full transparency. I know what that feels like. So I would sit there with that person and be like, I, I completely understand where you are. I want to hear how you're feeling about it. I'm here for you. I've, I've, been, I've been here and you're not alone. You are not alone. And that connection right there, you're, you're, you're experiencing that those feelings in your own body and thus able to be empathic with that individual because there's a connection now there. Yeah. Right. Anybody who's experienced divorce, I can relate to that person. If they had a, a, a significant other in their past that was not so kind and stepped out and did things, I can say I've been there before, you know, and I, those are things that you can relate with people on to drive that connection and fuel yeah. that. Right. And so what happens though, is that sometimes we allow ourselves to get so drawn into helping somebody that we were now, it's like a, it's a slippery slope, yeah. right? Because 
you want to help the person and you want to be empathic, but you don't want to get so caught up that you're like, oh, mate, this you is lose bad. Your identity. You lost, yeah. So you have to be cognizant of that and be conscious of I- I'm here to listen. Mm-hmm. But you also have to be that person to say, I'm here to listen, but these are some options. Let's let's do this together. You know what I mean? I always think about Joan Rivera. Mm -hmm. You know, we are uh, interviewing her or we may have already interviewed her at this point. We will. Okay. (laughs) We'll record ahead. (laughs) She's coming later. She's coming later. But she reminds me of that type of a person. And so shout out to Joan. She is amazing because the thing with Joan is that she listens to you. Mm -hmm. She's like, you know, she may not necessarily have experienced that, but she feels you to the point where you feel like she's feeling you. And then she doesn't leave you, but she gives you options. How can I help you? I, I can, let's go, let's call this place together. Let's do this. And she sacrifices her time to do that. But once that person, you, you got to know when that person's just like, they're just, they don't want to get out of this pit. And then the person that does. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to separate yourself from the person that just doesn't want to get out of the pit, right? You have to for your own sanity. So just to kind of like recap, right? Because this reminds me, uh, this is a lot of Carl Rogers. Yeah, um, humanistic. Pers- hum- humanistic person-centered mm-hmm. approach of, of, of therapy and understanding, getting to know the individual. But it also reminds me like in popular art of of like the old sage you know, like a Yoda or an Obi-Wan or a Gandalf in which they guide the person. They don't, an- they don't, they don't solve the problem, but they guide the person through the problem. Is that more of the empathy aspect of it? Yeah. I think when you're there with somebody, but, and you can have that connection and you can let them express themselves and share and, and say what's happening with them. And you feel that and you understand and you're like, I'm here for you and then help them because sometimes people are in such a dark place. They can't figure out what to do next, but you've already been through it because you're searching yourself for these feelings that you've already experienced. So, but this also reminds me of on a, from a a practical standpoint, the one minute manager in which you don't really solve the problem. They have to you, solve their own problem. You 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 are able to you you say you ask questions. What do you think? What do you think you should do? Mm-hmm. Things like that yeah. in order to to help them arrive at the solution, right? Right. Yeah, because when you fix the problem for them, that may not be the way to fix that. You can't fix other people's problems. Yeah. You can make suggestions, and you can mm-hmm. say, "How can I help you to do that? Would that help?" Um, but I think that when you when you do that, you can't. When you allow the person to solve their own problems, they become stronger for it. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Yeah, so they don't become codependent on you. Right. You know, this leads me into the next question, which I think is very pertinent because you mentioned before that they, if you go, if you've gone through something yourself, right, mm-hmm. it becomes easier to become empathic to somebody else, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you, if you experience pain and you experience these things. So, but how do you show empathy? Right. When you really haven't experienced any pain, any loss, any suffering, how do you do that? Has there been a person that hasn't experienced pain in some way, shape or form or loss in some way, shape or form? Well, no, there hasn't been. But so, there are, but there are people, there are people who are are very self-centered that that they that, that that having having blessed with a lot of things in which they don't feel sympathy mm-hmm. empathy towards others. So how do that? How does a person like that that can relate to someone that 
that is not able to really see the human aspect of someone or someone that is not unaware, let's say unaware mm -hmm. of their capability. How does a person like that show empathy? I think first, the first question or the first thing that has to be stated, and I think that we've said this throughout season one and season two so far, is that people have to want or, or have the desire to change and okay. be better. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so if you recognize when, when you're going through something that people are more sympathetic, like, well, at least you have a car, at least your parents got money, at least your parents, that doesn't feel good mm -hmm. because you're actually experiencing something that you're like, I know, but damn, that's not what I want to hear. I want to, I want somebody to like connect with me. If you can actually arrive at that place where you see the differences, then you can start taking on the, the, the whole process of learning how to be more empathic, which takes, you know, the, the, you have to be able to remove judgment. You know, mm -hmm. there are people who, who are in the pits of darkness more often or more frequently than other people. So you have to be able to say, you know, this person's just got some bad luck, you know, but I understand what they're going through. I've mm -hmm. lost my car. I've been through a divorce. I had, you know, had but to that's share. What that's what I'm saying. There's people that, that haven't gone through those things. I mean, everybody does experience some level of pain mm -hmm. uh, and, and loss. Right. Um, but there are people that, that haven't. Right. But So how do they show empathy? Oh, how do they grow empathy? They have to, they have to want to understand the differences between empathy and sympathy. That's mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. I don't honestly believe that there is a person out there that hasn't experienced some sort of pain or loss. I just don't. I want, I would, I want to meet the person who has never experienced loss or pain. I would love to meet that person. Everybody's experienced. They've lost a pet. They've lost a, a, a grandmother. They've lost in that way. Mm -hmm. They've lost a job. They've lost their purse. Their purse was broke. Their house was broken into. That mm -hmm. Something has happened to everybody that has been painful. And so in that experience, what was that like? Oh, damn. Oh, well, at least, at least you you're alive. Mm -hmm. But that's not connecting with the person because they broke into your car and now you feel like a, a victim and you were, it was, you were, it, the house was vandalized and they looked through your drawers and that, at least they didn't hurt you. That's not, that's sympathy as opposed to empathy. So I think that if you want to understand the differences between empathy and sympathy, you have to be able to look within. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard thing to do. It's one of the things that we talk about and so, recognize the differences. Cause I'm guilty of that. I've done that. Well, at least, you know, at least, at least you're healthy. Yeah. That's not what somebody wants to hear. You know what I mean? So then, so let me get this straight. Cause I'm trying, I'm trying to, to understand it. So, You're saying that we all feel pain. We all experience pain. Let's talk about the experiences of pain. It could be a, uh, a loss of a, of a dear one, mm -hmm. loss of a fa family member, some obstacle in life, something along those lines. We all experience that. Going and through anxieties, so, test-taking anxieties. I'm going through a dissertation right now. I rely on people who are going through this process or who have gone through it mm -hmm. to help me. And don't say, well, at least you got a couple of words on paper. I want it. I want people so, to connect with me. So what I'm saying is that the experience, regardless of whatever experience it is, mm -hmm. but that feeling of loss, that feeling of pain, that's it doesn't have to be the same type of pain, but it, as long as you understand what pain feels like, what discomfort feels like, regardless of whatever it is, that's the point in which you could, under, if you understand that, that, that stimuli 
then you could empathize with someone, regardless of the circumstances being different. And it takes being vulnerable to do that. It takes being vulnerable Mm -hmm. to do that. And not everybody wants to be vulnerable. Just like Maya Angelou said, Mm -hmm. not everybody has the courage to show it. Yeah. But, but, but you're right. I mean, we all feel the pain. Um, uh, and I was, you know, I'm playing a devil's advocate um, because another, and I got a question right now because I know there's some smart ass and, uh, narcissist out there that, that thinks, ah, it happens to me, you know? So, um, I kind of wanted to allude to that because that's the idea. It's like our common, our, our, the feelings and the experiences that we all feel that we all go through gives us that starting point Mm -hmm. to feel empathy for another human being right. regardless because that's that's the the experience of being human that's the connection that and that's that will the be the connection. connection and that will be the human that's connection it, right there yeah. excellent so then but to answer my other question you know because he kind of leads me into that because again i'm a i'm a, a playing the devil's advocate try to be as smart as because i could see someone taking the darwinian stance that life is about the survival of the fittest and that i have to get mine how do you reconcile? How do you reconcile empathy from that side? Or how do you? Better yet, there are people like this in the world. We can't deny it. There, there. This is a reality of people that we confront with. So how do we? How does a person like that develop empathy? And also, how do we as individuals have empathy to those people? It's a loaded good question. question. Yeah. So what you're saying, so I understand the question correctly, is that there are going to be people who are going to say, I'm not feeling sorry for anybody. I'm just going to be like, whatever, you know, I'm just, I, I got to get, get mine. mine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, those are the very people that I'm talking about that have not taken a moment to pause and understand that we are all similar, mm-hmm. which is what we talk about with ASQ. Yeah. We, we talk about, how much in common we have with one another, right? And if we would take a moment to really understand how connected we are, we would be a little bit more empathic towards each other because we wouldn't be so quick to react and judge another person. Again, empathy is about removing judgment. Brene Brown has a framework for all of this, right? That she talks about. And I love her framework. So, because it's really easy. But I... do you, you, you want to share that frame? Yeah, I have it. Well, I have it written down because I, that's one I wanted to. It's basically that you have to be able to, and this sort of answers your question because you have to be able to, you can't, I got to get mine. It's, it's not about you. This is not about you. But that person believes that it is right. about them. But it's not. I'm okay. here to tell that person, whoever that person is, this, this is not about you. This is not your world and we re- live in it. We live in a world together and we're connected together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they can say that all day long. And I, I would love to get comments about that, you know, or, or feedback on that because I, I defy somebody to tell me that this is your world and we just live in it. I mean, come on, that's not, that isn't even a reasonable response. Mm-hmm. We are human beings. We are connected and we all feel things similarly. We experience things similarly. I'm not saying the same. And we all have things that happen to us that connect us, right? So Brene Brown, her, her framework is really simple. She has four steps that she's put out there. And basically, it's about being able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. So it's perspective taking, right? Mm-hmm. So when you can literally say, I've, I have been there. 
I have had my car. There have been to, I've been in a place where I haven't been able to afford my car and I was so close to having my car repoed. This person had their car repoed, but you feel that, that anxiety, that pain, that angst of, oh my God, I have to have a car. I won't get to work. Then I really can't pay for you have to put yourself in that person's shoes. Mm -hmm. You can't be saying, well, if they weren't doing this and they weren't doing that. Now I'm not saying that there aren't people out there who are, you know, spending money on ridiculous things when they shouldn't be paying for their car note. I, I get that. That's it's situational. I'm not saying that this applies to every single situation. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. it's very situational. Then you have to be able to take the judgment because that's what I'm talking about. When you start to say, well, if they weren't doing this, take the judgment out of the equation. You know what I mean? Sometimes people are so, um, taken aback or so tired of being judged or, or being, people have feeling sorry for them. Well, at least this, well, you, if you could have done that, if you did this, at least this, that they're like, you're not, I'm not connecting and they don't learn. Sometimes you can teach people a lesson just by listening to them mm -hmm. and relating to that person and connecting with them. Right. Yeah. I mean, personally, I think that would really make a big difference with a lot of people who are just spending money recklessly. And I'm not, again, not saying that that's the person you got to have all this empathy for if they know what they're doing and they don't care. That's one of the situations that you're, I'm talking about from earlier with the question you asked. You have to understand what you're dealing with too. Yeah. Then you have to be able to recognize the emotion in the other person. And the way that you do that is by going deep inside and searching for that feeling in yourself. Okay. So that's how you recognize that emotion in somebody else. So when you talked about, you know, um, a couple of episodes, you talked about your, we talked about your quest and where you are with mm -hmm. it. And you had talked about, I left my job and this and that. And obviously I know more about it. I feel your pain mm -hmm. because I have, I'm, 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 I'm going through a lot of those things. I mm -hmm. felt that I've been, I've been talked to by people like not as badly as you were, but I've been in a situation similar to that. And I searched deep inside to say, Whoa, I need to step back and not be judgmental and not be so hard on my husband who is, you know, I expect to be stronger or da 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 da. And I'm, I try to be more empathic and say, yeah. I get that. You know, I feel you. I get it. And that's why when you talk about it, it's easy for me to sit and listen to you because I know that you're doing, you're making strides to make changes in how you mm -hmm. are and how you feel. And then the last thing is that you need to be able to communicate that you recognize and understand um, and that you feel that emotion. And we've already talked about that. So those are basically the steps that she has. And I'm cheating because I have my little note cards here because mm -hmm. I wouldn't have remembered that. But basically those are the ways that you develop empathy yeah. and that you consistently develop it. No, it's interesting that you mention all this. And again, I, I'm playing the devil's advocate because I know there's a lot of pessimism yeah. and there's a lot of separation mm -hmm. and there's a lot of, there's a lot of classism and people that, who, who believe that they're better mm -hmm. than another human being. I mean, this is a reality of our world and we can't escape that. Mm -hmm. um, but if you really look at all the religions, you know, they have this pretty much have the same thing. Love your neighbor as you would thyself. Mm -hmm. And, and that idea it's the foundation of empathy from my from my standpoint because if you're going and if you're experiencing any kind of discomfort in your life and you know how that feels and how it how it emotionally binds you then you're able to relate to the other person because you may not it may not be the same you may not be at the same financial status or social economic class but that empathy of like wow you know I I wouldn't want to be in that situation, so I I don't understand 
you know how hard i mean mm -hmm. that must be hard to go through that i've never been through that but i could mm -hmm. i i i wouldn't i could understand the pain of not having what i'm having or what i have mm -hmm. and i think this is something that we're really lacking in our world we i think that lacking. there's a very separation from that spiritual uh, from that point of view mm -hmm. spiritual emotional psychological mm -hmm. standpoint in which we can't we don't feel we don't see ourselves in the others mm -hmm. you know and that's just it is that we we that's how we separate ourselves mm -hmm. in in the human race that's yeah. how we you're you're right um barack obama i think i shared that quote with you too he had that he had said a quote i don't know it verbatim but basically he had said that the one thing that we are missing mm -hmm. i think it, I, i think that i got the quote right here it says okay. the biggest deficit that we have in our society and in the world right now it's an empathetic deficit We are in great need of people being able to stand in someone else's shoes and see the world through their eyes. Yeah. So when we see the person that's begging on the on the road, nine times out of ten, what we're saying is, I ain't giving that dude any money because you know what he's going to do is go out and buy beer. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's fine. It's okay to think that. So then how do you know that every single person that's begging for money on the corner is going to take that money And go buy beer. It, it's true. I remember when I was young, I remember the story when I was a Boy Scout. We were going on a trip and we were in Midtown, um, Manhattan. And there was a homeless guy on the strip. And it was, you know, Ken was in the front uh, leading the group. And then we were towards the back. And one kid kind of like rudely stepped over, over uh, the homeless person, rudely can't stop everybody and just went to the kid and he yelled at the kid and he said i have seen people he, he used to he used to be an executive with at&t he's like i have seen people in positions in which they have money they ended up like this because of no fault of their own mm -hmm. exactly so how dare you treat someone like that mm -hmm. and again going back to the principles of Christianity in itself, it's taking care of those who are of lesser mean, mm -hmm. but not from a sympath, not from a sympathetic, mm -hmm. but from an empathetic point of view. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That, that those are foundational things, personally that I've seen and that I've seen in things like, like what Christ lived, um, that, that we're lacking. But so they reading that quote and re and looking at those things. Why, why are we, so detached from those core principles that really were supposed to be the foundation of our world of every religion. I don't, I don't really, I think that people there's, there's again on, on social media, you see all these different quotes and stuff and there's a quote and I don't know what it said exactly, but it was talking about how people, um, you know, go to church on Sundays and whatnot, or they preach that they're you know Christians and whatever, but they don't live the life of a Christian. Mm -hmm. So I think what's happening is that for show, um, I go to church. I, I'm, but this I'm, is across all religions, and we don't we, yeah. we we only talk about Christianity well, because it's our experience. It's our experience, yeah. and so and I I'm speaking from my own experience. Yeah. I've had you know I I belong to a church. I was part of that church, and when I went through the deepest darkest part of my life at that time. They all turn their back on me. Yeah. Every single person turned their back on me. And I had nobody. I was the most alone I had ever been. And that was difficult for me yeah. because I didn't have anybody that was being empathic. And nobody was like, I understand what you're going through. It was nothing but judgment. It was not taking it from my perspective. They took um, my ex's words 
and and they believed that and because he was going to church and he was living that you know superficial whatever and um not one person reached out to me and that taught me a lesson and the lesson that I learned from that is I never want to be that type of person. Okay. Um, and so I stopped going to church because I started believing that I don't have to go to the house of God because I believe that that lives within me. I, I have that extension of God in me. And I'm yeah. not trying to get religious, but I feel like I have that in me because, and I, I exude that by being kind, being empathic, by extending grace, by not being judgmental. All things, by the way, full disclosure, that I'm working on yeah. because I'm not perfect. Correct. And I admit that I humbly admit that, yeah. but I recognize those things more in me, especially as I get older, you know, and I, and I understand, uh, I'm, I'm not saying you got to give every, every dollar to the person on, on the corner. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you don't have to pass judgment either. Correct. You know what? I, you don't yeah. have to say anything. Don't say anything. If you don't got any, Another biblical, you don't have anything, or a mom thing, maybe. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say don't it at say all. Don't at all, yeah. Don't be judgmental. You don't have to do anything for that person. Mm -hmm. Maybe they are just buying beers. What's it to you? What? Why is that your business? But again, it's like, it, it's, if you, it, and a lot of people are going to say that doesn't, that's, it's, 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 it's affecting our society. It's, it's affecting, mm -hmm. this comes, in, comes out of my pocket. We're taxpayers. I get all that. I really do. I'm not mm -hmm. saying, I'm just saying that a little bit of fucking kindness goes a long way. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm not arguing about societal conditions and that we can't have this, you know, this ruckus on the corner and stuff. But here's know? one of the things that we talked about before. It's about the idea of intent, mm -hmm. right? The idea of intent and the idea of detachment from outcome, you know, being empathic, you're not doing it for a certain reward. You're doing it because it is the sake of mm -hmm. doing it. Mm -hmm. You know. So if you don't want to do it, then don't. It, it, it has to be something that it comes from within. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. it mean, takes time to be empathic too. Yeah, it does. It takes. It's work. It's. It's not. It's not in our commonality to to feel another pain. This is why the the teachings of Jesus were so revolutionary. Mm -hmm. Because, in my opinion, you know, it, it was so against the norm to go against the selfish nature of us right. to think of others. Mm -hmm. You know, that yeah. was always the beauty of his teachings. Yeah. And which I don't know what's happened to that, but that's a different story. <laughs> so moving no, on. Another episode. That's another episode, but moving <laughs> on. So um, here's one of the things that I want to ask you about. And you, you have a degree in human services. Uh, you worked. You work in human services. I know that a lot of people that work in human services and and anything that has to do with other people, mm -hmm. they go into a situation that is called compassion fatigue, right? Mm -hmm. in which they, you know, like I think the the average career span of a of a social worker is like three to five years max because it takes a lot of effort to be empathetic and, and you could get bound. It's like I mentioned before, it's like going like in the movie, what dreams may come. You go into the pits of hell and because you want to save this person, you get stuck Yeah, and the problems become your problems. And then you, you, mm -hmm. you stop living from your point of view. Right. So my question to be, my question is how do we avoid getting stuck in in the empathic mode. Uh, so really, I think that 
you really have to have an, uh, it's a self-awareness. You have to have the awareness that, you know, I'm, this is so for social workers or therapists and whatnot. A lot of the things that we talked about when I did get my degree in human services was that you have to take time to, to self-care. You have to be able to step away from, from the giving and extending of yourself so much that you like sell yourself or sell, sell your soul to this thing. Right. And you have to have that barrier. Obviously like a Brian would be a great person to ask this question to, because that that's, I'm sure it's much deeper on a fundamental basis. But I think that if you're self-aware of how you're feeling, which is the whole idea of empathy is being able to connect with things that you've experienced. If you have that self-awareness that I'm in deep on this. I'm feeling too much. This is, I'm getting angry about these things for this person. I'm fighting for this person. I'm doing Mm. this and I'm doing that. That, um, you, if you're aware of that, then you can sort of break that cycle of, of, I don't know if it's a cycle, but you, you can stop yourself from going so deep that you, you, you've just, everything is gone as a result of this situation. You know what I mean? That you sell every thing that you have inside of you for and, this person or for this situation. You and, can't do that. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think that from what I've seen, um, is sometimes you want it more than the other person wants it. Yeah. You know? And I think that goes back to the idea of, of, um, the outcome that you're looking for. Well, and what we talked about when we started the episode, like you can give people options, but if you see that they're not even doing anything to make their situation better, then at some point you have to cut the cord and you have to say, all right, well, I'm here to listen to you, but I'm just, you know, and you have to be able to be strong enough to tell that person if mm-hmm. you really care about them. I'm again, this is all situational that listen, I love you. I care about you. You're a great person, but you know, you have to make some changes in order to get this, this get over this hump or get over this yeah. situation that you're into, right? Yeah. I mean, we do that with each other. You know what I mean? That's, it's not being rude. It's just saying, I care about you. I love you, but you got to stop focusing on the past and, yeah. and stop, uh, you know, thinking that people are going to do this for you. And like, we've done that with each other. You know, one of the interesting, interesting things, I'm glad that you mentioned that is because we live in a world right now in which, I personally believe people don't want to feel any type of pain, right? Mm-hmm. But would you agree that sometimes a blunt delivery is also very empathic? I think it's the words that you use for that blunt delivery. Okay, what do you mean? You can be blunt with somebody, but it can that person can walk away thinking, wow, thank, I really needed that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I did. I need that. I needed to be shaken out of my apathy. You know what I mean? Um, we've done that with each other. There's been times when I've said things and I've been blunt because, you know, I'm a very forthcoming. Anybody oh, that blunt. knows me, anybody that knows me. Oh, know, you're blunt. <laughs> okay. Hold on. <laughs> anybody that knows me, I, I knows that one, I don't really like confrontation, but I don't have a problem being confrontational. I'm going to defend myself because there was a time in my life when I did not do that and people walked all over me. So I am going to stand up for myself and I am mm-hmm. going to confront people when I think that something is not okay, especially when it involves me or people that I care about and love. Mm-hmm. Right. But and there's been times that I've said things to you and I've been like, you know, I probably could have said that just a little different. Right. We had a conversation a couple of days ago 
and you were asking me some stuff and I was like, listen, you got to stop, you know, doing this and you got to focus on this and this. And, and I said to you, I hope I wasn't hard on you. And you were like, no, it was, it was what great you needed. It was because what it needed. was what you needed. Mm-hmm. I think it's the way that you say it. And I said it with love because obviously we care for each other. We love each other. So I, and, and, but sometimes I can be hard on you because I do love you and we've been together for a really freaking long time. So I can be like, I thought it was majestic and beautiful. It is majestic and beautiful. (laughs) It is (laughs) not the words. 21 (laughs) years is, is amazing. And I, I'm happy for it. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. But, Uh, and I think highly of you. And I think what happens is we have that. So that goes into expectations. Mm-hmm. And that can be a slippery slope too, because you're like, well, I'm expecting you to be better. Yes. But you can't do that to other people yeah. because when you put X, and I say this all the time, when you put an expectation on somebody else, they're always going to let you down. And and it's at their at the at the person's time frame. Of course. Uh, you know, like not I, everybody's the I, same. I saw that a lot in, in youth development because there are certain people that felt that kids should be at a certain point, you know. But it's at their time. It's mm-hmm. everybody has a different path. I mean, you see it in the schools. You like, you know, mm-hmm. you should be at this level by now. And people arrive at those levels at different times. At different times, mm-hmm. and, and and the the the, the we, we're not okay with mm-hmm. those type of things mm-hmm. and those realizations because that is part part of a person's quest. Right. You yeah. Know? And that's exactly that is their quest, not yours. Yeah. And sometimes you have to be able to say what you need to say, but it's and then step back. Right. Or I let go and can just continue to live. It doesn't and mean some, that you have to be there present. Right. All the and time. some some people need that oomph, a little, you know, a little push. Yeah. You know, a little bit of like, come on, man. You know, you're you're better than this. You know, you you got to get your head out of your ass. This is gonna mm-hmm. be okay. Um, but when you say it in a way that they know that you you mean it, that it you know what I mean. That the comes from this. Yes. Place. It's intention. You're right. Yeah. What that's what you're saying. So yeah. Now, one sense. of the questions that I wanted to ask you because again, I'm always putting myself in other people's <laughs> minds, and there's some smartass out there. It's like, well, this whole empathic stuff is for is for weak people, mm-hmm. and 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 it's like whatever. You know, it's like that's a sign of weakness. You know, there's a there's a there's a school of thought that 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 is like that that it's uh, that that uh, what comes, would you say to that? That okay, I would say that that's an emotionally unintelligent individual. Damn, just saying. What would you say like the that? reason? Why that would I you say, say that that, is, that that like like that? You know, that, because when we talked about emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. We talk about the fact that relationships like IQ and emotional um, intelligence, they're different. We talked about that. IQ gets you in the door, right? But empathy or sorry, emotional intelligence keeps you in the game or gets you IQ gets you in the game, but emotional intelligence keeps you in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you understand that those components of emotional intelligence, self-awareness, empathy empathy is a part of emotional intelligence mm-hmm. then then you understand that that it's important to focus on um nurturing that or fostering that um those abilities within mm-hmm. and anybody who knows that understands that they're going to be more successful because they're going to have those relationships that are important and I, and I, I bring that up because you know there there's um there's a very darwinian mentality i mean it's it's reality if people don't see it then we we're, we're not really play no we're not really seeing the world for what it is but there's a very darwinian mentality of 
of control of you know conquering and 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 strong and they believe that that those things are weakness and 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 those people are very high achieving in a lot of different ways but it's also very. It could. It could. It could become very destructive, if it's not balanced in the way of 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 understanding that a person is part of the whole. Like, I would say that. Would that summarize it? Yeah, I would say at some point those high achieving people who have been very successful. Because I'm. I would say there are a lot of people who are not emotionally intelligent who have been very successful, but in some way, shape, or form, they're suffering in their life. Yeah. Whether it be by relationships that they don't have that they could have had, whether it be by by just 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 being ugly i mean or or more or, or even more on a, on a, on, a, on, a, on a level that is not their own is that they're also affecting and they don't recognize it yeah they're affecting the totality of affecting other people other yeah. people yeah yeah and they don't even know it okay yeah okay and i think that's really important i think like i said i think it's really really simple and it's well, just it's, about being it's simple but i think it's hard for people to yeah. to in those moments when you're in, in the supermarket or you're shopping or you're doing stuff and just you're just so self-centered in those moments. You're focused on, I'm in and out, I'm just doing this, that you don't take the moment to somebody drop their money, help them pick up their, or they drop the grocery, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. And be kind and be, instead of being like, Ugh, you know, how many times have I gotten in a line? I'm like, I look at you and I'm like, we got in the wrong line. And I'm like, just be patient. We're going to get out of here. It's, you know, and I have to check myself. I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I'm just saying that I recognize that I need to work on these things. I just want you to be empathetic to me. So when we go in grocery and I'm singing that you just don't judge me. No, I just walk away. (laughs) (laughs) So to complete this episode, I do have one final question, right? Because everything has to do with the quest and how a person utilizes it. So why is for, why is it important for our soul questers to develop empathy as they progress in their quest? I think that the most important aspect is that relationships that are healthy relationships are built on the ability to be able to relate to that person and understand that we have, you and I, for example, we have a pretty healthy and and robust relationship, right? I think it's a good, we have fun, we laugh, you know, we have common things that we like to do together. We do things separate. Um, you know, I go out with my friends here and there. You, 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 I got no you friends. stay home, <laughs> you stay home or I you come no with friends. me, you know, and, and I, you know, we, you, you like to do TikTok. I'm like not as big on TikTok. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting better at TikTok though. Um, I don't like, I put stuff on TikTok. I'm not, I don't, I don't do anything. I just put kitty videos up. So, oh. <laughs> um, but um, I think healthy, when you have a health, half, healthy and, and robust relationships require the ability to understand that we have different perspectives and that we're unique individuals and that we have to be able to understand that. And when you remove judgment and you remove the, the, the things that bind you into wanting to control that person, yeah. you become a better person all around and you have an easier quest as a result because you start to release these things that bind you. And I think those are, I would really like to say that that's like, it's a form of control that you're releasing when you are able to say, okay, so you like raw fish. I don't. So we can still go to this place and I'll eat this and you eat that. And I'm not, we're good. And we just, that's okay. 
that's your there are things that you eat that i'm like "Mm, yeah no no i'm good and they're you know like i don't want to touch raw chicken that's disgusting you know so you do it and we got a little thing here no judgment you don't mind touching it that's great it's a bad example but it's just like relationships you have to understand with relationships with anybody that people are different and, and our that, world is relationship based. I mean, like we interact with one another. We interact with and, different types of people, and to from appreciate those yeah. differences, and under and, and appreciate the different cultures, and appreciate the foods and the and what they do, and what how they experience things, and how they see things. You know, some people think that dogs are not meant to be whatever. Here in in the Western world, they're everything, but understand their perspectives. They're not bad people because they don't think dogs are like the greatest mm. thing in the planet they're just different and and that's being that's that's building that empathic side yeah. of us and that yeah. makes your quest easier i think because you release that control of wanting to get people to see your perspective only yeah your perspective doesn't only exist that's a pretty good way to end it right there i mean i like the fact that that we need to get out of our way yes um and to think that we are the end all be all of everything. Yep. And that we need to be able to see that there are all the different points of views. Mm-hmm. And and that it is okay to have different points of views. And that we don't have to violate the rights of other people. Right. And by doing these things, then we shine some light or bring more light. Right. Uh, or, or brightness into existence, into the world. And, and into our own lives. And individual into our lives. own lives individually. Yeah. Is you just release those chains. I, I think of them as binds and chains. Yeah, I never looked at it like that, but I could see why uh, holding on to your perspective is your perspective. It, it, it is bound and is and, and it's a temporary identity. Mm-hmm. You know that is very limited. Very. Yeah, because we're so much more and we're so interconnected mm-hmm. that that it's it's a limited belief. Yeah. Definitely. That's a very good and perspective. And when you have a limited belief, then you're just limiting yourself. Yeah. So you can't go on a quest wholeheartedly. If you like this episode, make sure that you subscribe. And for more information, check us out at asoulsquest.com. Mm-hmm.